Hey there, this is B. Wendy Jackson. I wanted to quickly interrupt you before you listen to the next episode. Listen, thank you for your support with the podcast. Uh, those of you who've been following me since January 2020, I really appreciate you. I want to hear from you. You can send me a message at info at AAOP as in Paul, C as in Charlie, S as in Snake dot net. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you have not rated and reviewed the podcast, would you do that for me, please? It also allows people to find the, the podcast. Um, this is growing. The podcast is growing and I'm so excited. I've had to update my little commercial because my name has changed and my website has change in terms of where you receive the books. So if you have not purchased your books, uh, I got the opportunity and the gift to, to write two books. One of the first one is empowerment for you, encouragement for your emotional and spiritual wellness. Listen, I love this book. Um, it is definitely a book that invites you to experience hope, help, and healing. And every page, every chapter is really filled with um, insight, information, and inspiration to be able to help empower you, to be able to help you walk in freedom. I include specific practical tips to help you take charge and take possession of your thoughts and really, really um, just control your 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 behaviors or, uh, or impact your behaviors and impact some changes in your life, cause some changes in your life. And then the second book is Empower to Empower Your Reflection Workbook. Love this book as well because it's based on specific podcast episodes where you listen to some episodes and you are able to dive deep into some reflection. I give you some prompts so that you don't have to wonder or think about where, how do I start to reflect? What do I even write? The prompts are already provided for you. Isn't that awesome? So there are also blank pages for you to journal um, or whatever you want to do, right? And so I just invite you, you can go on Amazon and just look for Be Wendy. So I don't want to cause any confusion. My my maiden name is Bob. So people have known me for as Be Wendy Bob for so long. And then July, 2022, I was blessed to get married, to be married. And so now I'm Be Wendy Jackson. Uh, so Amazon, you could just search for the books, Be Wendy uh, Bob, and you will find those two books come up. If you have any questions, you could email me. Uh, you can also find the resources on my website, aaopcs.net. That's AAO, P as in Paul, C as in Charlie, S as in snake.net. Listen, I look forward to hearing from you. May the podcast, may the books continue to add value to your lives. Um, I just, I just, I'm really thankful for this opportunity to just encourage people all around the world. All right. Enjoy the next episode and have an amazing day on purpose. Well, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon or whatever time of day it is. This is your lovely host, B. Wendy Jackson with Empower to Empower You podcast. For those of you who are tuning on for the first time, Empower to Empower You podcast is about all things, Jesus Christ, mental health, anything to help you become the better version of yourself. If you've been tuning into the podcast since January 2020, I thank you very, very much. For those of you who have rated the podcast or shared or download it or, um, you know, give it a review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you haven't had a chance to do so, thank you for doing that in advance. Well, I'm excited. I love to have guests. I love to feature other people who are doing great work in the community. And today I get to have this interview with Mr. Kenneth Burnett. Um, we're going to talk about physical, get physically fit and stay healthy. Usually around this time, summertime, People, people want to get fit, right? And then something happens in the winter. Well, hopefully Kenneth can give us some tips and strategies to stay physically fit, not just get fit, but stay fit, right? And stay healthy. Uh, Mr. Burnett is the franchise owner of Hotworks Collierville. Uh, if you have not checked out Hotworks, you got to check it out. If you are in um, Tennessee or Memphis or surrounding areas, he is also the owner of Master Fit Club, a personal training studio. Um, Mr. Kenneth is married. He has two amazing children and a canine called Apollo. And I just want to jump in and, and, and really talk with him. He also spends his time mentoring kids with the Memphis Grizzlies team mentor program. So I can't wait to hear about that. Mr. Kenneth, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 
Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you get into uh, fitness? Wow, I tell you, it was um, a journey t- uh, later than than um, than should have been, and I, I think that's a le- that's the first lesson I, I want to share with people. It's like it's never too late. I waited until I was like 40, 41 to be specific uh, to start getting serious about fitness. I was a former Marine, uh, you know, played football in high school, so I was living up on my you know my my, my laurels of like, oh, I'm good, I'm I'm fit, you know, I'm good to go. And I would walk by the mirror every morning and try to suck my stomach in like, yeah, I'm good. You know, just in total denial, right? And so finally, I just had the conversation with myself. I'm like, look here, Kenny, you don't have to be in this condition if you don't want to be. You just have to make, make up in your mind that you want to do something better. And that's what I did. I got me in, I started off with an accountability partner because clearly I wasn't doing it on my own, right? And so I recognized that I needed somebody to keep me accountable, and then once I got started, it was November, it was cold, it was dreary outside. I'm like, if I can make it through the winter, uh, keep this thing going, by the spring, I have it licked and I'll, it'll just be part of my routine. And that's exactly what happened. And I went to the local gym, uh, started working out, you know, getting on the treadmill, Stairmaster, just whatever. They had no plan. I just started working. And um, amazing, amazing thing, an amazing thing happens, like people walk well follow you i mean I'm, I'm big on social media so i would you know share my journey and tell people what i was doing and you know they look and they like okay he's been doing this for a while or they see me in person like hey what have you been doing and i said oh just nothing you know just a little working out or whatever and that's the second thing I, i'm going to share with you it's like um it's not you know oftentimes when we're doing something we don't recognize uh, the great things we're doing uh, because we're doing it right. Whether be it fitness, be it work wise, but there are people out there, you know, watching you and wishing they could do some of the things that you were doing. And those are going to be the people that keep you going. You know, so again, when people come up to me and like, "Hey, man, you look good. Can I come work out with you?" I'm like, "Sure." I mean, well, I'm thinking to myself, "Why do you want to work out with me?" You know, I'm just just regular old me. But people will watch watch you. And again, that's a life lesson to good or bad. You know, people will watch you. So if you have impressionable people, especially young people around you, uh, and you're doing bad things, they'll pick up those bad things too. So I tell people, like, be mindful of what you do in life uh, because you never know who's around and who's watching you and uh, who's going to be inspired by you one way or the other. So that's a long way of saying, uh, answering your questions. Like, it really started with just, understand that I wanted to do better and I knew I had the capacity to do better and uh and I tell people now that I'm a trainer uh when they start working out and I said one of the first things you're going to say to yourself is like why did I wait so long and that's that's what I said to myself like man I feel this good um running I never had never called myself consider myself a running I got up to running like three miles at a time and um and just how I felt, how my clothes fit on me. Again, I'm be vain a little bit. The compliments people give you, like, oh, especially coming from where I was to you know where I what you know my new self. You know, it feels good when people recognize the hard work that you put in. And um, those are the things that motivate you and get you inspired and, and keep you going. Uh, because fitness is is not the most fun thing you can do. And I tell my clients, I like, you know what's more fun than working out? pretty much everything. And so uh, if you don't find a way to make fitness fun uh, and it, it should be like routine, like brushing your teeth, you know, you shouldn't have to convince yourself like, ah, oh, I need to go work out today. You don't do that when you wash your face in the morning. You don't do that when you take a shower. It's just, that's what you do. And so fitness should be one of those things that you just simply do as part of living and finding ways to, uh, to enjoy that or make it less miserable. Uh, is key because otherwise it's going to be very mundane. You're going to fall off and then you're not going to want to do it anymore. So find something that really inspires you. Find something that you can do with other people that um, that's just something you look forward to, be it a walk in the park. Uh, I do Spartan races, you know, with my friends, my obstacle, obstacle course races. Uh, again, never thought I'd be doing anything like that. But you find a lot of different ways to stay active and stay fit and it becomes fun. Um, and that's that's the, truly the key, because otherwise, uh, if you're just doing it, thinking, OK, I need to my class reunions coming up, which mine is uh, and I need to lose 20 pounds, you know, fit in this suit or I'm going to the beach or whatever. 
you need to have longer goals than that because at some point in time, that date's going to pass. And so what is going to keep you moving after that? So. Wow. Wow. You shared a lot of nuggets just in your story. I heard you say it's never too late to start. It's never too late. You got an accountability partner. So was Mm -hmm. that a trainer or was that somebody who was already doing what you wanted to do? So yeah, it was a classmate. It was a classmate of mine and she had been going to the gym. Uh, I think she was going to Bartlett Rec, mm-hmm. uh, which is right around uh, in my neighborhood. And uh, so I just said, okay, I'll meet you there. We're going to start uh, working out. I think it was, like, it was like nighttime, like six or seven o'clock. Uh, and that's another thing I, I tell my clients. It's like, find find a time to work out where there's no distractions uh, because people will encroach upon your time, your workout time, if you allow them to. So find something, find a time, be it in the morning time. I'm not a morning person by nature. I go to bed like 12, one o'clock at night. So the notion of getting up at five o'clock, six o'clock to work out, it just does not work for me. I did it when the kids were in school because they had, I had to get up. And so I could drop them off and get a workout in before I came back to the house. So that worked out. But naturally for me, evening workouts are better um, because I can get most of my stuff done in a day. And that was before I had my hot works and my master fit club. Now, evening time is crazy because I have so many obligations and things. So I think I'm about to start switching back to morning time just to get things done. But find a time where, again, nothing impedes in your workout. So you block it off on your calendar or someone, someone asks you like, hey, can you do this or can you go here? The answer should be no, no. This is my time where I focus on me because all, far too often we are often giving our time to other people, making things happen. And especially in my case, I'm a giver. I want to help people succeed. And more, more often than not, I'm, I'm committing myself to things that I'm like, oh, did I double book myself? And then so it happens a lot. And so now, I, like I said, when things need to get done, I just try to block it off and like, I just can't do it during this particular point in time. And then when you're consistent with, and that's the other thing I tell my clients, it's like when they're, especially when they're starting off new, it's like, tell me a time when you want to work out and make it the same every week. Don't give me Monday this week and Thursday next week and Wednesday the next week, because inconsistent workouts give you inconsistent results. Make it where it's like Monday, Tuesday, those are going to be my workout days. And that way, you don't even have to think about your calendar now. It's like, you know, on Monday, Tuesday at five o'clock, that's my workout time versus is it Monday this week or the Tuesday this week? I don't remember. So helping uh, give yourself a chance to succeed by, again, establish some consistent times for you to do things. And again, that's another life, life nugget right there. So fitness has so many parallels, parallels with life. Uh, so many lessons that you learn. It's like, again, being consistent, blocking time out. Uh, again, you know, be, being an inspiration to others. Uh, again, these are things that I talk about in my fitness realm, but it's also things I talk to in terms of in terms of mentoring as well, because there is so many parallels to it in terms of discipline and accomplishing your goals and all those good things. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I, you know, you're speaking of being intentional. You know, the 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 act to block off the time. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we make mistakes where just because we see it's white space or free space, we're like, oh, I can do that. I'm available. Mm-hmm. And we're looking like, well, wait, when am I going to work out? When right. when I buy a schedule for my exercise this week? So I love that. And, and it sounds like even starting at the beginning of the week, mapping out your whole week, when is my physical exercise going to happen? Um, you said the D word, denial. Mm-hmm. I think that that's seg- a good segue. Because a lot of people may be in denial. They may not think that they have a problem because they're not dealing with a major health crisis. So for some people, it's like, you know, oh my gosh, the doctor told me, you know, I have a, my A1C is high or I have diabetes and I have to do something. Or if, if I don't lose weight, then this could get worse. But talk about what was it like for, uh, for you? And maybe you could talk about that in general for the shift from denial to awareness mm-hmm. to ability to okay I've got to action mm-hmm. and so again for me it was um it was just really and I was I was frustrated with myself and because 
I would see, you know, again, God, I'm going to be on a moment of transparency here. It's like, I was, I was vain, you know, I would, I would see guys in the mirror, you know, they, you know, cut off, see them walking down, down the mirror, you know, I'm sure the guy in the mirror wasn't cut at all at that point in time, but I would see people on TV or walking around the streets, and I was like, man, I, sh- I can look like that, I should, you know, and it was just one of those things where I just got tired. I ran out of excuses. That's, that's ultimate what it what it came down to. And that's another thing I share with my clients. It's like there's no amount of shame, no amount of guilt, no no amount of browbeating that's going to make you uh, get into the, the mindset that it's time for me to start working out. It's a personal internal decision. Uh, I had a, a recent a friend of mine, classmate, who was concerned about his daughter. And um, he was saying that you know, she was getting a little bit heavy and, and you know, it's, it's, you got to be careful, right? Because you don't want to crush, uh, especially your own kids, you know, spirits by telling them that, hey, you're, you need to lose weight. Uh, it's, it's a fine line between trying to be the helpful doting parent to somebody who's shaming their own child, especially when it comes to girls. Um, and so he was like, man, how do I do it? How do I talk to her about it? And, and I told him, it's like, it's, it's different for every parent and child. It's what kind of relationship you have. I mean, how often do you bring it up? Um, you know, so it's it's a touchy situation that there's no perfect answer for. Uh, the best thing I, I share with him is like, just let her know that, honey, I love you. I'm concerned that this may be an issue. I'm not saying that I don't love you. I don't, I don't love the way you look and all that kind of stuff, but I'm concerned that this could be an issue. Uh, it's up to you. Uh, just let you know I, I'm supporting you. And what he did was he said, listen, I pay for the first month. You know, if she comes, I will take care of uh, the charges for the first month. And, to, and she did. She came and, um, and I could tell, you know, she was still trying to figure it, figure me out. Like, OK, my dad asked me to come meet you. What is this all about? And so for the first meeting, for our first meeting, I mean, we just chit chatted, you know, just getting to know each other, trying to break down the barriers uh, because it is a hard conversation to come to grips where I know I need to work out. Uh, but I I failed before, and that's even worse. It's like when you tried and you failed, and then you just like you almost want to give up, and that's the toughest thing. Like when if you ever gone down this journey and you made some progress, the thing is like again, here's another parallel with life. It's like when you're young and you're you want to start a business, you have no idea how hard it is. You just go do it. You just like I'm gonna if it takes me. You know, staying up in the middle of the night, two, three hours, you know, two, two, three a.m. and whatever, spending all my money, I'm going to do it, whatever it takes to win. Because you have no clue, you're just excited about the process and the possibility of being successful. And then you get a little bit of success, and then you lose it, and now you know how hard it is and what it takes to do it. Same thing with fitness. Like when you've gone down that road and you got a little bit of success and you felt good about yourself, and then you fell off. Now you have to get back started and do it all over again. You now you know you can't be you know ignorance is bliss. You you're not ignorant of what it takes to do it. You know how much work it is, and now you couple that with the fact that you're kicking yourself because you let yourself get back to the point uh, where you were before. If you, and so now you know the whole prospect. I got to start over again. I'm mad because I let myself go, and just the notion of doing this all over it's it's it weighs heavy on you. And so I tell people, it's like, it's okay. You didn't get in the condition that you're in overnight. You're not going to get out of it overnight. And consistency consistency is definitely the key. I mean, one day at a time, as long as you have more good days than bad days, you're going to win. Uh, so it's not about being perfect. It's not about doing everything, eating, you always eating right, which is probably 80, 90% of the whole process. Um, you, you're not always working out as much as you could or, or, or as hard as you should, uh, but that's okay. As long as you have more good days and bad days, you will make progress. Now, if you having significantly more good days and bad days, you'll get there quicker. But as long as you're just not, you know, just sabotaging yourself, you know, seven, six days a week, and then you're trying to do right one day a week, you're going to make progress. And so, again, the key is understanding that again rome wasn't built in a day uh you can get to where you want to be again little by little and before you know it you're going to be you know where you want to be that's so true i can relate to everything you just said (laughs) in terms of the start the stop the roller coaster Mm -hmm. you know the the success the failures the success the failures and 
it 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 definitely can can be very frustrating for sure because you in your mind you tell yourself it feels like I'm starting over as opposed to I'm just continuing where I left off or you know what we tell our what we tell ourselves matters. Um in fact I want to I want to kind of segue a little bit because you mentioned denial, but what are some let's talk about some examples of mental barriers or mindset issues that keep people from you know, um, taking responsibility of their health, physical exercise, nutrition, all, all, of, all of the things. What, what's some examples of that? Yeah, so one of the biggest things we do is, 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 is we negative talk. We, we don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe that we're capable of doing, you know, great things. And that's one thing the Marine Corps taught me. It's like you are more powerful than you give yourself credit for because I joined the Marines by accident. Uh, my dad was career army, career military. So I knew what the military was about and I wanted no parts of it. I was an undisciplined youth. Um, if it didn't come easy to me, I wanted no parts of it. And so that's kind of like fitness for a lot of us. You know, we, if we're a naturally gifted runner or we're naturally strong or something like that. Fitness will come easier for you. For the mo- vast majority of us, that's just not our existence, right? And so when I joined the Marine Corps, uh, I did it because Again, the guy was telling I was poor. I was a broke little kid in the neighborhood uh, in Raleigh, went to Tresman High School, and I knew I wanted to go to school, didn't have a whole lot of money. So the Marine Corps guy was found a way to um, to understand my motivation. He's like, listen, you don't have to go full time. You know, you can go part time uh, one weekend a month, two weeks in the summertime. We'll give you a few thousand dollars. I'm like, with GI Bill, we'll pay, pay for your school. And I was like, really? Now. All the branches of the military could offer me the same thing. And had I had to do it all over again, I, I, I shouldn't say that. Marine Corps did serve me well, but the Air Force would have been a lot easier. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah. and so, uh, but anyway, the Marine Corps guy, again, figured out my buttons. That's, that's something that we, sh- we should all learn, understand what motivates people. And again, as a trainer, that's certainly something that I look to, is try to, like, what can I do to motivate you? Um, and uh, because any trainer can, you know, pull up routines, you know, workout routines and nutrition plans, but the real trainers who are worth their salt find ways to get you motivated. That's what it comes down to. If I can't get you to do the workouts, it doesn't matter how elaborate my workouts are or what great meal plans I come with you. If you're not motivated to do it, then I'm not doing my job. But anyway, Marine Corps guy got me signed up and I knew nothing about going to the, going to the Marine Corps. So I, I didn't like running. I couldn't swim, never fired a weapon. Those are the main three things that they teach you in boot camp. Wow. And so when I got there, it was a big shock. Like, wait a minute, I got to run? I mean, swim. I tried to swim three times and almost drowned each one of them. You know, so it's like every week, it seemed like it was just a new shock for me. Like, nobody told me this. Nobody told me how to do these things. And had I, again, had I known I would have had to do those things, I never would have joined. So I would have quit before I started, you know? So, um, but what the Marine Corps taught me was, it's like, we can teach you these things and you can learn these things and we're going, we're not going to give up on you. We're not going to allow you to quit. And so going through that experience allowed me to realize like we can do way more than we give ourselves credit for. And so Negative talk uh, often uh, make makes us quit before we realize that we are this close to the finish line, and so that's the that's the first thing that I think we have uh, to have to get over. And then the the part of it, I think again, you probably can speak to this better than I can. It's just the whole psychology part of it. We have so many things that affect us, uh, unhealed wounds from childhood or parents or what have you that make us feel like we're not worthy or it's not worth it. And I find myself, as much as I am a personal trainer, uh, from a physical standpoint, I spent, a, spent a, a great deal of time, you know, getting through psychological issues um, and personal issues with my clients and talking to them and, and trying to figure out, like, what are the other reasons that you feel like you can't get these things done? It's not from a physical standpoint. You have all the physical tools to get it done. You have the time, you have the finances, the resources to get it done. What else is causing you not to really want to move forward? And sometimes it just requires you to sit down and just let, allow them to open up. And that's kind of what happened with the young lady uh, who I recently took on. 
know, she, she uh, once we started talking, she she kind of let on that she you know she had some issues with a, with a parent, uh, with a mom, and you know some negative things that you know she had shared in the past and kind of hurt her a little bit. Uh, and so there's a lot of things like that that has again have nothing to do with the physical part of it. That it's just that we tend not to want to address and get another life lesson. Right? It's like there's a lot of healing that a lot of us have that we just, it just goes unaddressed, um, that we should sit down and talk to somebody and sit on somebody's couch and realize like we are hurt, we're damaged. I mean, um, you know, from what happens in our, in our family, from a societal standpoint, in terms of, you know, obviously being African-American in, in, in America, uh, there's a lot of systemic things that happen uh, that we see, you know, the George Floyd you know, incidents and other stuff that happens in our community that, you know, trauma, it's just true trauma that just goes unaddressed and everybody thinks, well, it's just normal. That's just where, we, where everybody doesn't grow up that way. Uh, if you take yeah. time to get out of your bubble and go sit down with other people who don't look like you, who didn't grow up where you were, they don't grow up in, in situations in like that we have to grow up and we have to deal with, uh, again, the lights being cut off or having to move seven times before you, you know, get out of elementary school. That is just not normal life for most America. But we have to deal with those things or maybe having a parent who's struggling with addiction and you never know who's going to be at the house when you get there. That's just not normal stuff that everybody has to deal with. But we experience it and it just goes unaddressed and people wonder like, well, why are these kids acting out? they're dealing with some some trauma and doesn't make it right that you know they're they're doing things acting out in terms of you know breaking windows or doing crazy stuff or whatever but there's a lot of unaddressed trauma and again we see I see that when it comes to my clients and when they want to uh, get healthy and get fit it's, it's a lot of things that has nothing to do with just working out now, I'm so glad you speak to that um Mr. Kenneth because a lot of time you know um, there's so much I want to say um, mm -hmm my brain down <laughs> from a trauma lens you know it's easy for somebody to say well something is wrong with this person but really from a trauma lens a trauma lens teaches us to say what well, there's something that happened to this person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for many people not every person for many people for many for many for, for several people um physical weight is just a, a, a manifestation or a fruit absolutely of, of emotional weight yep it's emotional wounds and the physical weight is like a shield mm -hmm. so for example if a person has been through sexual abuse or some type of abuse right and they've learned along the way that for me to hope in a maladaptive way food is my comfort mm -hmm. or and i don't want to be attractive to that person or i don't yes. want to be hurt ever again Yes. So I learned to eat. I learned to eat my way through life. And next thing you know, this person is three, four or more hundred pounds and can barely walk. And so we, a person who doesn't know might think, oh my God, this person just eating all kinds of food and they're just not taking care of themselves. Like, why would they eat so much? But until you get to know the person's story, right? you may not know that this person has been hurt and is still hurt. Yes. And, still wounded. and so the idea of working out Sounds like it, it feels like a monster. It feels like I can't, it feels untouchable, out of reach, because I have to get past the 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 cravings, the temptations, and the pain and the wounds that I feel. So there is such a, a direct link between I'm, I'm I'm really glad you spoke to this because there is a direct link. Uh, we cannot address physical health without addressing emotional health. Absolutely. So I'm glad that you said clients can sit down and speak with you and just share you know mm -hmm. it's interesting um because those all those spiritual health physical we're more with three you know dimension right mind and body and so if something i say like it's like a three-legged stool if, if one of those legs are broken or there's an issue it affects the other two right right so you know in terms of these men mindset issues that keep people from moving forward you're exactly right the the, the emotional wounds the negative self-talk you you quit before you start mm -hmm. um negative beliefs all kind of narratives or oh, i tried before all, all kinds of things i think mm -hmm. a lot of people go to that 
for sure. So I appreciate you, you know, talking about that. And, and I look forward to collaborating with you on, you know, hey, I'm willing to offer your clients who go to Hotworks or um, your personal training, uh, a, a mental health session. Or, or come, we'll talk more offline about even yeah. coming to a, a talk on mental health as well. Absolutely. So let's pivot and talk about, because you have multiple things, multiple things happening here. You are an owner, franchise owner of Hotworks, and then you have your own personal training. So let's talk about your personal training, because I think that was established first. So talk about Master Fit Club. Okay. So yeah, so Master Fit Club came out of me again getting starting to get healthy and uh i had a good friend of mine at, at work he was like man i think you should open up a, a studio and before then i was um i was i was sharing with people people were like can i work out with you and, and what i what i realized was people thought that just the working out part of it was was the panacea and i'm like no that's not it there's two other aspects of, of fitness that uh, you need to address before you think about the working out part. The first part was the mental part of it. Like we just talked about getting yourself ready and proper mindset uh, to get started and, and realize this is a career, this is a, a lifestyle change. This is not like something you do for six months and you when you quit. I mean, I don't think there's anything worth having that you, you know, that you just get it for a while and then all of a sudden I'm done with it after six after six months or so. So that was the first thing, getting your mind right. Then was the nutrition part of it, like making sure that, you're ready to eat right uh, because at the end of the day, what you put in your mouth the other 23 hours of the day is certainly going to outweigh what you do for the one hour that you're working out. So you just can't come in and think you're going to outwork a bad diet. It just doesn't happen. And so then obviously the third part was, was, was fitness. And so Master Fit Club came as a result of understanding that and realizing that, you know, there's a million personal trainers out there, uh, but not too many that I had seen really focus more of the time on the first two aspects, the mental part of it and the nutrition part of it. Uh, and so because I didn't have a studio, I didn't have a gym at the time, Master Fit Club initially started off as just, we're just going to sit down and have, it was a rap session. Like we're going to go on, we're going to talk about fitness. We're going to talk about getting the right mindset. And then, you know, we'll work out somewhere, you know, we'll go to the gym or we'll walk in the park or we'll go do something like that. So that's kind of how it initially started. And then, as I, as I mentioned, a friend of mine at work was like, man, you should open up your own studio. And I'm like, nah, the world doesn't need another personal trainer. There's a ton of those out there. Uh, but he's like, man, what you're doing is different. People need to hear from you. And so I thought about that for a second. And, and I was like, eh. When I was working at the time, I was working for uh, Alzac St. Jude. So I was in corporate America, had plenty of stuff going on, didn't really feel like I had time to do something else but it kind of stuck in the back of my head and so I had a friend of mine who owned uh who, who did commercial real estate and I knew that he had a building that uh, he had just acquired so I reached out to him and I shared my thoughts about potentially opening up a studio and he's like man I got a perfect space for you he said you just come down I mean he got up out the bed I'm gonna show you right now so I'm like okay so I came came to the building like actually where I'm sitting at right now at, um at Raleigh and Raleigh and in Raleigh, on the outside of Raleigh, we're at uh, 5719 Raleigh LaGrange. Uh, so Sycamore View in Raleigh LaGrange. And so uh, came to the place and it was just a, you know, it was a room as an office, con office, like a bunch of rooms chopped up on the ass, not my vision. And he's like, listen, I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. Um, and if it doesn't work, I just tear the lease up. And then, you know, you just go on or whatever. And so, again, life lesson there. So I put a pin right there. I often ask uh, people, especially my young folks, it's like, because of that experience, this guy said, listen, I know this is basically he was telling me what I heard. It was, I know this is new. Uh, it may not work, but I'm giving you an opportunity to do something. If it doesn't work, no biggie. You know, we you don't have to worry about being on the hook. And so that gave me comfort and 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 to move forward because I knew at the end of the day I'd be all right, be all right. And so I asked my clients, and I often, I often find my, I share with my my students, my mentor, mentees. I asked them this question: like, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And that's a powerful question because now it makes people start thinking. It's like, now you got to think big, right? It's not, don't just say something simple. It's like, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? 
what what would you try what are the things that you've been putting off like if you somebody told you like you could do anything in the world and you couldn't fail what would that be and people are kind of dumbfounded by that question sometimes because you're like how big do I go and it's like really there's no right or wrong answer there and so um that's what happened with Master Fit Club it's like he gave me the opportunity to try something and with the confident confidence to get started and then the, the comfort of knowing that if it didn't work, I wasn't going to be on the hook for a long lease and all this kind of stuff. And so that's how it started. And um, so, you know, took, took some money, put into the place, and then the pandemic happened. <laughs> so I opened up this business, personal training business, which is all about people being next to you in person and all that kind of stuff. And boom, pandemic happens. And it's a ghost town around here. So I spent, um, I guess I, I might I might have been open maybe like eight, nine months before the pandemic happened. And then it was just a ghost town over here. And so I would come in this office uh, because I couldn't stay home. You know, I, you know, again, I was working for uh, ALSAC and um, they were, everybody was working, working from the house. But I was like, I'm a creature of habit. I need to get up and go somewhere. And so I would just come to the studio and being here by myself, nobody else was around, and and just work. Um, and and then what I ultimately started doing was like a virtual training. And so we get online, everybody at the house, and we're just online training, which I didn't think I would like, but oh, I didn't think my customers like. But actually, it turned out to be work out pretty well because people are getting pretty good workouts at home because you have fewer distractions. We're here, we're talking, chit chatting, all kind of stuff. But when you're at home and you're on the camera. Right. And Zoom, you know, that, you know, back then, you know, I guess probably to this day too, you know, if you want that free Zoom account, you had like 40 minutes. That's it. That's it. That's it. Right. And so right. we didn't have time to chit chat and talk. We got like, we got 40 minutes to get this workout in. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what we did. And so it was fun. And um, so that's how it started. And then obviously the world opened back up and people started coming back. And um so that's how that's how we start. I have Master Fit Club started, and again, right now, quite honestly, because I was still working in corporate America, I wasn't doing a lot of marketing. Um, I I trained mostly my family and friends, people who already knew, people who were following me already, and that was just enough because again, I had an amazing deal on the rent. I wasn't paying a whole lot of rent here, so I didn't need to make a whole lot of money to make it work. Plus, I was still you know had a full time job, so I didn't want to get up again. I told you I'm not a real morning person, so people want to. I want to work at five six in the morning. I don't think I'm your trainer. I think you need to find somebody else. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And so uh, I tra train mostly family and friends uh, or people who they who they bring with them. So I never did a lot of uh, outside um, advertising. That's different now that I left corporate America. We can talk about that later. Um, and now I have the hot words. And so, again, there's an opportunity for me to you know broaden my horizons in terms of um, you know, reaching out to other people and bringing more people in, but that's that's pretty much how I started. I love it. I love it. So, Hot Works, you just had your one year anniversary, mm -hmm. and I got to um, stop by and pop in. Uh, thank you, and I got a tour of Hot Works. Yes. Which is a really yes. nice, really nice facility. So, talk just maybe spend maybe two minutes talking about Hot Works and the benefits of infrared sauna workouts. Yeah. Cool. And so Hotworks came about, and again, it's amazing how things are connected, right? And so during the pandemic, sitting here online and, um, you know, watching, you know, on social media, keep trying to keep in touch with folks. And uh, I saw a friend of mine, she was working out and she was doing these elaborate workouts and stuff. I'm like, where are you? She's like, I'm at a Hotworks. I'm like, it's Hotworks. And so I started doing the research and quite honestly, I, I started looking into it just to see what I could take from them and apply to my Master Fit Club business. But as I started looking at the technology, I was like, you know what? I think I could do this. And then again, none of this would have ever happened had I not done Master Fit Club. Now that I had had that confidence to get confidence to get started with this, that I would have been confident enough to make a next step and like a huge, a bigger commitment to the Hot Words franchise because again, a whole lot more money than this Master Fit Club thing. Um, and so it's just amazing like how one thing in life evolves to another thing in life and like I said we're talking about fitness here but again always always the parallels in terms of you know you got to make this first step in order to get where you want to be and you may not know what the middle looks like 
but you got to take that first step uh, in order to get, you know, down, start down the path. And so, but again, got into Hotworks. And one thing I love about Hotworks, several things I love about Hotworks. One, the technology is sound. I mean, I am conservative in nature. I don't jump in a lot of things haphazardly. Again, I told you I was, I was a poor kid. And once you've been broke, you don't want to go back. And so I am very tight with my, my dollars. And anybody who knows me knows that, hey, Kenneth's Ken cheap. I call it frugal. They say cheap. Wow. But anyway, it's my money. I can do what I want to do. With Absolutely. It. <laughs> so I am very conservative in what I do and what I, what I attach my name to because Again, I told you about me. I want to please people. And so the last thing I want to do is disappoint people by selling them something that is hokey or I, or something I don't believe in just because I'm trying to make a dollar. I've never done that. I've been approached by several people to try to sell all amounts of things. And it's just like, if I don't believe in it, I won't sell it. And so hot work struck me as like one of those things where I could get behind because it works. When I tell people you can go in, in one of our saunas and work out for 15 minutes and, and burn about four or 500 calories, it's not a joke. I've proven it. I put my little Fitbit on and you can see it happening. Uh, the technology and the infrared saunas helps with sleep, um, you know, weight management, obviously, uh, stress release. Um, you know, skin, glowing skin, um, you know, muscle rejuvenation. There's a lot of benefits from being in an infrared sauna than just losing weight. And so that was another thing that um, appealed to me with hot words. Uh, one is it's open 24 hours. So that was one of, one of the things, one of the biggest excuses you hear from people like, I just don't have time. Okay, well, we're open 24 hours a day. So that eliminates that. Um, I work out for 15 minutes of the 30 to 45 minutes. So again, you don't have to be in the gym all day to uh, get a workout in. So that eliminates that issue. Um, I don't like large crowds. Well, again, only up to three people can fit in the sauna. So you don't have to be around a whole lot of people. Uh, so we're going to eliminate that. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, Hotworks videos, Hotworks instructions are virtually instructed. So there's a video screen in there that tells you exactly what to do. So you don't have to worry about being an expert, sitting on the equipment backwards, or, or wonder if you're doing this workout right. You don't have to worry about any of that. So there's a lot of things that Hotworks offers that um, that I found that my clients or when I see people in, in other gyms that they struggle with. And so it was just a perfect answer to a lot of those issues. And so that's why I jumped on it. Uh, I, I jumped on it so much, in fact, that I was inspired about it. So people, again, people were watching me, like I'm going through my journey with Hotworks and say, okay, I want to do a Hotworks too. So my mom and dad are my partners on my next Hotworks. We're going to open up one in uh, Ithaca, New York. Uh, my son is a student at Cornell. And so we're going to put one there. I figure if I have to go there for the next three or four years, I might as well have another reason to be there. And so we're going to put one there. We're going to put another one in uh, University of Illinois in Champaign. And then we have a third license for uh, Connecticut, Hartford, Connecticut, where Yale is. And so ultimately, that's where the third one's going to be near Yale University. So um, I told you I, I quit my job here recently. And, um, after 18 years, I hung it up. I was like, you know, I work for ALSAC, you know, the fundraising arm of St. Jude Hospital, uh, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, um, because it was just time. It was time for me to live my own dreams and my own passion. And uh, I, I gave them 18 years and a wonderful mission. You never can find a better mission than St. Jude. But I also realized that I had bigger goals and dreams for myself. I wanted to create a legacy for my kids. And so it was time for me to uh, figure out you know, what that looked like. Uh, I couldn't very well take my kids up to the, to, to Alsac. I'm like, okay, kids, here's my cube. This is yours uh, after I leave. It's like, it doesn't work that way. And so I wanted to create something that I could be proud of, um, that I could I can give back to them, whether they wanted to come back to work for the family business after they graduated or they want to do their own thing. They had options. They had something that I, do, I didn't. So like I shared earlier, when, I, when the Marine Corps recruiter came around, I joined them because... I didn't have a lot of options. There was nobody looking out for me. I didn't have a mentor uh, saying, okay, Ken, here, you can come work with me in the summertime or you can go talk to this guy. He'll give you a job or whatever. So again, my upbringing has, is de definitely directly related to a lot of the things I'm working on today. Like I said, I'm big on mentoring, big on physical fitness, big on creating opportunities that I didn't have for my kids and for other folks. And um, so, again, it's just everything's come full circle. So, again, like I said, the hot work is just the latest iteration of that. Um, I'm passionate about it. 
Uh, I just hired my my new GM. Uh, she started yesterday. And so we have big things in store. So I definitely encourage people to come down, check it out. The first session is free. Um, again, you don't have to be intimidated. Uh, saunas aren't like 300 degrees. You you have full control over the sauna. You can cut them in up and down or you can open the door and leave before the session's over with. But I am 100% confident that once you try it and you realize like the, all the benefits of it, you'll be hooked. And we have people come pretty much every day. Uh, again, it's unlimited sessions. You can come, you know, if you want to come seven times a day, that's up to you. Um, but um, it's totally um, something that is different, it's unique, that, that nobody else has this. So again, I definitely advise people to just come check it out. I know Carlyville is out on the, on the outskirts for a lot of people, especially in the Memphis metro area. But I like to believe that our studio has a little, you know, does a little bit better than everybody else. You know, same equipment, but our people are better. You know, so come, come yeah. check this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't wait to try my free workout, my first yes. free workout for sure. Absolutely. Well, as we wrap this um, conference, I I'm just enjoying this um this out uh, this conversation with you, and I just I could just hear your heart behind what you do. It's not just about you know getting somebody to to you know hit the iron or or mm -hmm. lose weight. It's, it's well-rounded as all the things yes, being, being well uh, emotionally, physically, so that they can have lasting results on a long-term basis, but not just a short-term fix. Is there anything, Kenneth, that I didn't ask you that you wish to share? You know, especially there are many people who are struggling mm -hmm. with their health. You know, they, they want to work. And obviously people have injuries that's different, you know, yes. injuries that limit uh, their ability to work out. But people are struggling to eat right you know people are struggling mm -hmm. to to just move you know for all the all the barriers whether it's they're single moms and they don't have any support and they want to work out but or their jobs don't allow them the, the the schedule whatever like we could think of many barriers yes if you could just take a minute or two just to kind of maybe identify two to three points of encouragement if you will to the people that are struggling they want to start but mm -hmm. they don't have the what they you know what they need to get started right so the first thing i would say is again what i did that got me started find you an accountability partner that's that's the first somebody's going to hold you accountable whether it's a personal friend whether it's a trainer somebody who's going to hold you accountable to to what you say your goals are second thing is share your goals tell people what you want to get accomplished um that way they'll know and they'll be even people who you necessarily you didn't <clears throat> recruit as an accountability partner, they will show up and be be one for you. Um, again, I know when I when I um, first started, I was telling people that I'm trying to work out, I'm trying to eat better. And they would cheer, cheer you on. And, I, and again, if I was eating something I shouldn't have, like, oh, man, I thought you was going to eat. You know, So, again, you want people like that in your life uh, who, who want to see you succeed. And I tell people it's like. Everybody ain't in your corner, even your family members. You know, you think they love you and all that. And they probably do. They mean well, but everybody's not in your corner for everything you're trying to accomplish. Again, be it a personal goal in terms of career-wise, a relationship goal, nutrition goal. Uh, if you tell somebody that you trying that you're trying to lose like 20 pounds in, in six months, and they're constantly inviting you to go out to eat and go drink and you know or shaming you girl you're just gonna eat this salad whatever but those aren't your friends they may be your family but those are not your friends and so you need to surround yourself with people who want to see you succeed and that's the other thing about it. it's like because then everybody doesn't have your best interest at heart some people have vested interest in seeing you stay the same kind of like what you were sharing earlier it's like they don't want you to change they like you where you are because you're serving a purpose for them either financially physically on the social pecking order. Uh, so if, you, if, if you're bettering yourself <clears throat> from a, a physical standpoint or a career-wise standpoint, that makes them look better, look worse by definition, right? And so some people, they don't have your best interest at heart, even though they may be cheering for you, they're not really happy about you making growth. And so you need to recognize those folks for what they are. And not to say you can't love these people, but you can love them from afar. You know, you can make sure 
that uh you know you can you can hang with them you can whatever you need to do for them from a family standpoint it might even be a spouse i mean i know there were times where i would go home and i would say listen i'm not trying to eat any more cookies or whatever don't bring them to the house and i'd be doggone my wife bring home cookies and stuff so i'm mad i'm like what when she her thing is well you don't have to eat them if, I, well, if they're not in the house then I don't have to have to make the decision to eat them or not. And so again, it's not like they're doing things intentionally all the time. And sometimes they're well-meaning or they don't even think about it. So, but again, you need to recognize who the, who the folks who really want to see you succeed are and what they're doing to make sure that you're on the road to success and um, and they're not fighting against you. Uh, and then the, and the, I guess the last thing it would be uh, a other other bear or successes success things is like especially like when you're going out to eat because i'm not telling people not to go out to eat with their friends or whatever but there are some tricks you can do like if you know you're going to go out to eat and y'all going to do something you know fun or whatever figure out where you want to go and look at the menu ahead of time that way you can make you know good choices without being under the gun when the waitress comes around and like okay can i get your order and you're like uh Give me the cheese dip with the, you know, so it's like, you know, find out what you, you know, find out where you're going and make smart choices ahead of time. That way you're not under pressure. You can look and make, make sure you, you know, eating things within, you know, your calorie range or whatever you want to do or drinks. Again, if you're going to drink, and again, I'm not, I don't do alcohol, I don't do drugs at all, but if you're going to drink, again, leave out the juices. I mean, we drink so many calories that we're not even aware of. We'll drink 500 calories. Now, again, I told you my day, I used to be super cheap, right? And so when I was, before I got on my fitness journey, you know, I couldn't drink a meal without with water. My water, who drinks water with their meal, you know? And right. I was like, give me a sweet tea. When I get to the table, give me one with my meal. And because you charge me a dollar fifty for it, give me one to go. And so I drink 800 calories in sweet tea. Yeah. And that's not even including the meal. And yeah. so we do so many things that we don't think about that we, we sabotage ourselves. And so just be, being more mindful and one, one app, and again, here's a free, free nugget here. One app that I tell my clients to use is called MyFitnessPal. It's a free app. Uh, what it does is allows you to, to enter the food that you're, in, that you're eating each day. And so by doing that, I tell people it's like most of the time, and I hit, you know, we eat without even thinking about what, what's in the food. You know, grandma used to fix our meals and she plopped down fluff on a plate and, you know, depending on how big that spoon was, is how much you had on your plate. Right. And so you couldn't leave until you ate everything on your plate. And that is crazy because that we eat way more food than we should have. We should. And because we have no concept of like portion control. And so what my fitness pal allows you to do, I mean, obviously you can't account for grandma's spoon. But you, at least you know what's in stuff, right? So if you're eating a Snickers bar, you know going into it, like, well, that's like 240 calories. Um, now you get to make a decision. You're like, do I need this? You know, before it's like, you just ate it. But when you're logging everything that you eat, now you have to make a conscious decision on whether or not it's worth it or not. Okay. And what made me come to that realization is like, when I first started working out, I remember distinctly, I was on the treadmill or doing something. And I was on there like 30, 45 minutes. And I got off and I'm sweating, puddle sweat. And I looked at the calorie thing and it was like 120 calories. I'm like, dang, that's a lot of work for 120 calories. And so after, after I, my workout, you know, I went over to Subway. That's before Jared went to jail. You know, Jared had, you know, go to Subway. And so everybody was doing what Jared said until they found out he was a pedophile or whatever. So, oh, uh, and so um, I was in line and I got a bag of chips. And I'm not a chip eater, but I just picked up the bag just because I was in line. I was looking at it and on the bag of the bag, it was like 120 calories. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, 30 to 45 minutes on that treadmill and I can eat this one bag of chips and it'll be equivalent to all the energy that I, I spent, I burned, right? And so that just kind of hit me. It's like, okay, I got to eat better. I mean, it, it really comes down to nutrition. It really comes down to what I'm putting in my mouth in my body in order to, to, you know, to achieve my goals or what have you. And so I tell people like when you're eating that salad and then you're like, okay, I got a salad. And then you pour a thousand island or ranch dressing all over it. You'd be better off crumbling up a Snickers bar and put it on top of your salad because you're eating so many calories with that, that dressing. If you look at the bottle back of a bottle of dressing, it's like uh, 40 calories per serving, like two tablespoons. 
two tablespoons is not a lot for salad dress for typically when we put on our salads, right? We're probably loading that thing up and it's probably quarter of the bottle. So you're probably throwing in about three, four, 500 calories in salad dressing. Wow. And so my fitness pal or uh, any food tracking, it doesn't have to be my fitness pal. Hotworks offer one, offers one as well. But it allows you now to make decisions in terms of or be mindful of what you're putting in your body. And it it, it, tra- it has a calorie count like, okay, here's your number of calories for the day. And so if you know you're trying to do 1,500 calories a day and you just ate something that's 750 calories, well, you know you only have 750 calories left for the rest of the day. Wow. And you have to make, you have to act accordingly. If you're trying to hit those goals or what have you, you're trying to get a calorie deficit to uh, to lose weight or what have you. And so those those are some of the tips that I would say is like find ways to to make it more make it more meaningful for what you're doing. Be more mindful of what you're doing because if you're just trying to do, you know do it off your gut or do it from the hip, we fall back in our old habits. It's easy to fall back in our old habits and but keeping yourself accountable because again, food just sits there. Food is an inanimate object. At least most of it is in most countries. Some people's food is still alive when they still eat it or whatever. But in, in Western America, food is an inanimate object. And so it doesn't jump up and make you eat it. You have to go grab it, go get it and put it in your body. And so when you're sitting down at the table or you're sitting down watching TV or something and you have a craving to go get something, you have to think to yourself, like, am I, is that, you know, honey bun stronger than me you know is that piece of cake stronger than me? and i love a piece of caramel cake y'all i mean so i'm gonna be honest with you so the best way of getting around that is like just don't bring it into the house yeah. don't give yourself a fighting chance i don't know too many people who get up in the middle of the night to go get snacks out of the house you know i go to the pantry and grab something but i'm not gonna leave the house to go get me something in the middle of the night so if you don't bring it in the house you give yourself a fighting chance to be successful and again temptations period so again life lessons here it's like if there are toxic people around you that put you in certain circumstances and situations that aren't healthy for you you probably don't need to be around those folks and again if it's certain foods and trigger foods that that you know that you know send you spiraling down you probably don't need to be around those foods as well so don't bring them around and you have a better chance of success Wow, Mr. Cam, we could talk for two hours. Because <laughs> I, 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 I even have, that's a whole, that's probably another podcast because mm-hmm. even about nutrition, everybody has different rules. We do not have time to go there right now, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to say it. People, everybody has different rules on what you should eat. And they think that people say, well, don't eat this and you eat that and eat this mm-hmm. and that. And, you know, do intermittent fasting. Don't do fasting. Mm-hmm. Get all the sugar, which is bad. Get all right. the sugar, guys. You know, everybody have different rules. Don't eat meat. Eat meat. And so mm-hmm. um, a lot of people assume that what works for them works for you. Right. Not a, this health and nutrition is not a cookie cutter approach, right? Right. right. Um, there's some things that we need to eliminate and there's some things we need to modify. Yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of figuring out what that is with, mm-hmm. with, a, with an expert like yourself, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, what for, for my makeup, for my... Um, even BMIs, like BMIs don't oh my god don't work for me. And you know, according exactly. to BMI, I'm supposed to be, you know, that's a whole other subject. I know, I know. You no, know, it's, it's not made for right, it's not made for us, you know, it's exactly. not made for most of us. So it's exactly. like everybody have a different rules. And so if I have a tra- if, I, if you have a trainer that's going by a BMI, that's not even right. made for so that's a that's a a, a, a separate conversation. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just really appreciate you. And so just really quickly, how can people connect with you? Okay, so several different ways. So if you go to uh, if you're looking for personal training and nutrition help and just again general motivation, um, you can reach me at Master Fit Club. So my uh, website is masterfitclub.com. All the socials, Master Fit Club. Uh, so you can reach me there. Uh, Hot works again. If you need more, of the you know if you don't need the personal training, just you know want somewhere to work out that's, that's safe, secure, clean, uh, efficient. Uh, then definitely come check us out at Hotworks. Again, we're located in, in Collierville, 875 West Poplar Avenue. Uh, we're right behind, a, uh, ironically, a Baskin Robbins. <laughs> uh, so walk past that and come to Hotworks. Um, and again, uh, our web web address is hotworks.net slash studio slash Collierville or on socials, just Hotworks Collierville. You can find us on Hotworks Collierville. And my, my personal number or business number, you can reach me. 
is area code 480-797-3970. You can reach me there. And like I said, obviously on social media as well. So again, I look for me on social media um, under KL Burnett. That's my Instagram page. And obviously, if you reach out to any, any of them, if you reach out to go to the website, uh, Master Fit Club and Hot Words, anything you send to those, uh, those pages come to me as well. Wonderful. Well, Mr. Burnett, thank you so much for your time, your expertise. We have had a full, I mean, people mm-hmm. are going to have to like, feast off of this episode just you know listen to a little bit come back that's one thing I love about podcasts is like you can't listen to the whole conversation you can pause it come back to it and digest it and so you have so much to give you have so much to offer and so I just thank you for spending time to just pour into this episode uh, with your knowledge and your passion and um, y'all please connect with Mr. Burnett as you said I'm going to put the contact information on the show notes. Uh, This is B. Wendy Jackson. I'll be back next time with another amazing episode.